Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. I just did one too, and I think that's exactly what I needed. Yeah, I'm healed. <laughs> I every problem I've ever had was gone. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, they were right. I did just need a big stretch. <coughs> right. <laughs> Turns out the the health influencers and the yoga people were right. Sometimes a big stretch is really all you need. The problem was is they didn't say that you also had to say it like you do when you have cats. You have to say, right. ooh, big stretch. Right. That's the only way to get the serotonin they, flowing. <laughs> exactly. They they failed to tell you that, but that's the, the hidden trick. Yeah. You gotta you gotta do it and then maybe it'll be a little bit better. Yeah. Welcome to into the serotonin. Ooh. I'm missing it. Yeah, I'm hoping I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, maybe by the end of this, we'll we'll scrape a little bit of serotonin off the bottom of this barrel. But only yeah. we only way to one way to find out. Let's keep listening. <laughs> we just gotta we just gotta push through, and that's okay. Yeah, I am here. Yeah, I'm here. How how are you? I am also here. Turns out, um, <laughs> um but truly. If we're being honest, I am, my brain is all, it's Pokemon. It's all Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I expected nothing less, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Because listen, listen, listen. Okay. I got the new game. All right. And I haven't right. played a Pokemon game proper since Black, which was on the Nintendo DS, which was. That's a mi- that was a minute ago. Which was like 10 years ago. So it's I'm I've been a little bit off my I mean I guess Pokemon Go counts but like a, a proper I mean true, does it yeah I mean I Pokemon went to the polls or whatever but I, shut <laughs> the fuck up <laughs> but this is the first time I've like seen a Pokemon if game I'm- that was like 3D and like you could move right. around and it's like wild and it's is it buggy as fuck yes is right. it is it fully laughable that. A, a game studio and Nintendo would let a game that runs like this uh, exist um, without just taking the time to make it a good game? Yes. Um, am I having the time of my fucking life? Absolutely yes. <laughs> Goddamn. I think Pokemon Go was the last time I felt serotonin, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think it was the last time we were all truly happy as a nation, as a world even. God damn it. We all collectively so agreed bad. on... The beauty is Pokemon Go, and then we just let it die. Um, though some people I need are to still jot that down. Talk to my therapist about it. <laughs> we can't talk about Pokemon Go. <laughs> How much um, I just miss like being able to walk around the streets safely. Um, yeah, connect with the people. Can I mean, going I... outside okay. so much fun. <laughs> what a what a blast. Can I? So I have heard two things about this yeah. new mm-hmm. Pokemon game, and I I need your gamer opinions. Yes. And gamer knowledge. The first thing is that 
Um, there are mods available. Are you are you modding? I am not modding. No, I Damn. am. I'm going. I'm just waiting for like a patch update, honestly, because it really <laughs> hasn't like adhere from my experience it's just like kind of funny you know there's just like a few moments every time where it's like oh that grass just did not the texture for that just didn't load at all and it's just not there that's cool um but like it's just like silly things it's not like things that like have broken the game in any way like i know some people have like had things like restart or like not save or something but i've been pretty pretty okay at least on my side of things the second thing is that i heard there there's ed sheeran involvement <laughs> i i don't know about this what what um, do you mean i heard from an insider source that there is a collaboration with this new pokemon game and ed sheeran oh my god and he did a video for it he did a video and he has a what? song in the end credits apparently yeah oh my god and there's a mod where you can get rid of him <laughs> Yes. That's so funny. Oh my god, and it literally has his name on his hat. What? Oh no. I don't like this at all. <laughs> what? That's okay. that's all I know. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> this really does make me So how do you upset. feel about the ketchup man being a part of this video game? I don't like it. Um, but I haven't faced him yet, and hopefully when I do, I can just He's the destroy final him. I, yeah, I can just destroy him from the earth. He's the Elite Four. It's just all him. Um, and he sings you a song, and you die. <laughs> and you die. It's the song from The Hobbit, and you just die immediately. Right. The fact that they didn't make him the final boss, I feel like, is a missed opportunity. Right. It could have been so good for just shitposting. Um, you just like finish like a 60 hour game and like, you're like, finally, I'm here at the end. Like, this is the last thing I got to do. And it's Ed Sheeran. And, and it's literally him. just Ed. Yeah, it's Ed. <laughs> uh, so That's I hate my that. True thank nightmare. You. Yeah. Thank you for just like planting that seed. That'll always just you're be welcome. looking at over every cliff and over every corner. Um, every piece of grass. Watch out. It could be Ed. For, it's, it could always be Ed. <laughs> <laughs> any ditto could be an ed in disguise you don't know okay so right maybe ed will be our always stop this <laughs> <laughs> right now okay all right well um well pokemon's fun so i highly enjoy it it's like That's very good. open world which is very exciting you can kind of just like go at your own pace and your own vibe and do what you want to do and just catch does this some one good have boys. roller skates they have you so you one of the Pokemon you get, that's like one of the legendary ones or whatever, you get it very early on in the game, which is kind of unorthodox, um, but it's a yeah. motorcycle and you just ride it around yes. town. So you don't have to like walk everywhere or like run. You can just ride a Pokemon motorcycle um, and it's amazing. Yeah. The one, I have the violet one, so it's like a, it looks like a proper motorcycle, but I guess the the scarlet one, they have the wheels, but it still just like uses its legs to like run around, which is very funny to me. It's like, why Holy even have shit. the wheels? Um, but I love them. I would die for them. One of the starters evolves into a very gay Pokemon, and I've seen a lot of drag edits on TikTok about him. I do oh not have him. Oh my god. Him, but I, I am very, I'm over the moon. I'm having a blast. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to hear more updates. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, my dude? I am, <clears throat> I'm alive. Hey, congratulations. Contrary to everything around me. Yeah, just to stick um, it to the haters. <laughs> <laughs> I so I'm very excited about my happy thing and as soon as it happened I was really excited to be able to tell you 
Oh, yes. Um, I, um, I went over to friend of the pod, Chris and Rachel's home for Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. Um, I was their very gracious third wheel. And Incredible. what we had planned was to have <laughs> just a, a real blend of cultures. We had matzo ball soup and challah. Oh, and so good. That it was f- so fucking delicious. Yeah. Um, and then we had decided to not do anything um, related to the holiday. But I had somehow referenced saying I said Gone Girl at some point to Rachel. <laughs> and then I had unfortunately let slip that I had not seen the movie. And Rachel was like, wait, what? <laughs> so we ended up deciding that we were going to watch Gone Girl. My favorite holiday movie. Yeah. Right. So that that is the that was what we did. Um, and I I made it. I need to preface to all of you. I knew one thing about this movie, which was yeah. the scene. I knew like a gif where the where I didn't even know her name at the time where Miss Gone Girl chops her hair off. That's li- literally all I knew. So nothing. Great. Okay. <laughs> so literally nothing. Like I didn't even remember that Ben Affleck was in this. Oh my gosh. So I was going in complete like and I knew that she goes Gone Girl. Like that's right. that's all I knew. The titular Gone so, Girl, yeah. <laughs> so my happy thing this week is Gone Girl. Wow. Um I finally okay all right, fuckers. I understand now. Has it? Am I late? Yeah. Sure. But that's not new for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I get it. I get the hype now. When I, Cody, when I tell you, just watching the credits, why, <laughs> when everyone talks about this movie, why the fuck do they not mention that Neil Patrick Harris is in this? He, yes. So crucial. And also Tyler Perry. And they're not just like cameos, but they're like in the movie. They're like integral to the plot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I was not- whenever I like watch Gone Girl, like I usually don't watch it like often, but like, you know, every few years or whatever, I always get jump scared by Neil Patrick Harris because I just forget. Um, and he's so, so important bad. and scary in it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Um, so that's always a fun trip for me. And he's not straight and he's trying to play a straight man yeah i think it should have been matthew morrison oh personally. my god could you imagine he would have been so much creepier yeah and believable but that's right. just my personal opinion i was not expecting to see fucking ben affleck's ass yeah ass. the other thing <clears throat> i have a bone to pick with all of you nobody <laughs> ever this is my this is my biggest complaint with all of you. Nobody ever mentioned to me that the love of my life, Carrie Coon, was in this movie. Ooh, yeah. And I feel like we like, all failed you, so I apologize. Because we could have gotten you to watch this way earlier with a lot of if these. If someone had said <laughs> Carrie Coon was in this movie, I would have stopped whatever I was doing. Right. And, <laughs> and watch it immediately. Yeah. But that's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not, it's fine. It's fine. Anyways, hey, this movie's you're great. here now, so. I, I understand now. I get, <laughs> um, now that I see, now that I've seen the part where Ben Affleck is smiling over Amy's photo, I see yeah. it now. Like, I've seen it referenced. So, right. I, I now that I know what I'm looking for. Um, 
And I think that I do feel represented because Amy thinks how I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Representation like, matters. <laughs> right. It's just, so I'm, I'm glad to see myself represented in media. Oh. And I'm grateful that this movie exists, even though it is a, what was it? I think it's a David Fincher movie. Yes. Yeah. So, Yeah. But mostly no complaints. Wow. Around that. No, other I'm... than having Okay, the other one last thing. <laughs> Prior to thing. watching this and another thing. Prior to watching this, the last movie I had seen Ben Affleck in, no joke, was Pearl Harbor. So oh. twenty years ago. <laughs> My God. Yeah. So a bit of a pivot, yeah. <laughs> just a it was like I had seen Armageddon, which I've watched so many times like yearly i think sure yeah pearl harbor and then gone girl and those are the only ben affleck movies and that's really all i need to see that's it if i'm being honest right wow what a what a beautiful time yeah so basically i don't have any complaints about um having waited to see it other than the fact that i didn't get to see carrie coon in glasses so yeah but you know what? That's on me for, as usual, waiting to not watch nominated films. Right. <laughs> until, yeah. Until 10 years past that. Until, yeah, it's been like eight years or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So that's my bad. Okay. We have just very small pieces of news, but I think they're important. Yeah. We have an official date on when you is coming out. Ooh, we're back, baby. Back on our bullshit. Yes. We got it February is. 9th. Strap in. Yep. <laughs> we're... I think personally, this is a great choice. Um, yeah. Because I think that Netflix does a great job with their social media presence. Mm-hmm. And so to put it around Valentine's Day is so smart. Because yeah. we know there's nothing romantic or should be romanticized about Joe. Right. But that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. And I think that's very smart on their part. It, yeah, I'm excited. It's like also feels like the nice season for it. Like you're going to be, it's still going to be cold and cozy. And you're like, oh, I want to yes. see like London professor situation. Like that's that seems like good timing. I completely agree. The next update that we have is about, I didn't even know his real name, Leo Woodle. Yeah. Who we have referred to as the beautiful Adrian. Who we love. From Vampire Academy. Yes. We love. I did not realize that this motherfucker was in season two of The White Lotus until I just started watching it. (sighs) What a beautiful surprise. Honestly, fabulous. Stunning. So if you have heard And he's us, good in it. He's very, he has like the same, like if Adrian was more of a dirtbag, like this is like d- dirtbag Adrian, like book Adrian. Yes. A little bit. Yes. Um, in White Lotus. Very book Very Adrian. good. Um, so we really get two sides of the same coin here and I appreciate it. So if you have been like, I don't have Peacock. We don't. That's not my truth. But sure. you do have HBO. 
uh, welcome. Right. Please enjoy. Yeah. Please enjoy Leo. And then also the loves of my life, Theo James. Yeah. Um, and, and also just literally the whole cast of season two of The White Lotus. Like, <laughs> um, my culture is so represented in The White Lotus <laughs> season two. So yeah. enjoy him. He's so at home there. Yes. It's very good. I love it so much. Um, we have, I don't know why this is not scrolling for me. Uh, we have a Twilight backstory. Ooh. Do you want to read this for us? Yes, absolutely. Okay, hold on. Let me zoom in. All right, we good. Okay, this is from Maria. Thank you, Maria. Ooh. Um. I told myself that I was going to wait until I had fully caught up with all the pods, but I have not. I'm currently at episode 229, Chicken Soup for the Gabagool. I love to be oh humbled <laughs> by the titles that I create um, when I am very tired. <laughs> I started listening to the pod during my spring of 2020 while I was finishing up my bachelor's degree in English. My original goal was being oh, hey. a teacher, but during the Newtons, I decided that was not something I wanted to do anymore. Good for you. Are we the You'll- same person? Right yeah, now? literally. <laughs> Kindred spirits. The ultimate goal is to be a writer, parentheses, still hoping to make that happen. I found the pod on TikTok, but it was a nice background for doing schoolwork, especially when Twilight was my life during middle school and high school. So, on to my Twilight backstory. I read all the books before the movies came out and even got Breaking Dawn soon after it was released. As a kid, I was an avid reader, but during third grade till seventh, I stopped having an interest in it. Then one day, my cousin said she had read this book and it was so good. It had vampires, so it had to be good. I was <laughs> slash am very much into the supernatural. I blame my dad because he he loved Charmed, so I, was, uh, so I wanted that at a very young age. So true. <laughs> she let me borrow her book and read half the first chapter. It was so boring that I put it down for like six months until one day I was super bored sitting at home. I picked it up again and immediately became obsessed. I devoured the first book, then borrowed New Moon and Eclipse from a classmate until I got my hands on my own copies. I vividly remember reading Eclipse and getting to the part where Bella and Jacob kiss. I closed the book, freaking out, and called my cousin, who was at an anime convention with my uncle. (laughs) I made (laughs) There's so many layers to this, I'm obsessed. I made her spoil it for me by telling me that Bella and Edward do not break up and that I needed to keep reading. After developing the Twilight Saga, I decided that I need more. More vampires, more supernatural, more everything. I then found two other book series that just kept me reading. The House of Night and Blue Bloods. I didn't read most of the super popular YA books, aside from Harry Potter, The Hunger Games, and Divergent. Right, anyway, so like I'm, almost all of them. Right, but you got a, you got a good career <clears throat> going on. Um, anyway, I mostly just wanted to say that I love the pod and it is a great listen. I'm currently listening to it while I move into my new apartment or while cleaning. Um, I do also think that there's a series that is more adult, but amazingly funny, heart-wrenching, and is about werewolves. I think you will both love it. It's also written by a queer man, and the series itself is super queer. It's awesome, and I've reread it like three times now. LOL. Sincerely, what the another fuck burned is it called? out gifted kid. Yeah, Maria. Maria! What's the book series called? I'm interested. Cheese. Yeah. Gotta reply to us with the name, but wow, what a... That was a treasure. Dude, your family sounds cool as fuck. Yeah, I kind of want to like go to Thanksgiving with y'all. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to see what that table is like. <laughs> Can you imagine? I feel like that family, one of those, probably like the uncle, has mm. an office that's just so nerdy. Yeah. <sighs> I love that. Yeah, I bet I bet that's a cool family to hang out with. Absolutely. All right. All right, Maria. Well, Please tell us about the fucking 
family. The secret show and your family. <laughs> yeah, we need or more information. Book. Yeah. Um, Danny emailed us title, with an email titled Another Facebook Gem. <laughs> and Danny writes, 10 years ago, I posted on Facebook about the Breaking Dawn Part 2 premiere. Here were my thoughts on the, quote, vision fight scene where half the characters died. And then it's a photo. Um, if y'all have been on Facebook at some point, it's like on this day, 10 years ago. Right. So this is Danny's status or post. Damn, it's been a while since I was on Facebook. Anyways. <laughs> okay. This is what Danny said. <sighs> oh, no. To the sadistic mastermind that put me through <laughs> that mental torture of a scene in Breaking Down Part 2, I don't know whether to smack you for putting me through that type of pain or congratulate you on being the most genius screenplay writer ever. Wow. So that is apparently to specifically Melissa Rosenberg. Yeah. Um, Danny has some very strong thoughts from 2012. Honestly, Danny, you're not alone. No. I remember uh, feeling that way myself. But, damn. I wonder if you got comments on that, Danny. I would love to see them. Like yes. Oh, my God. There. Yeah. Did people agree? Were they, like, so true, bestie? <laughs> Were people like, oh, my God, I fainted in the theater? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I would love to know. So, please tell us. Yeah. <sighs> I'm um, trying to gear myself up mentally for talking about this episode. Oh, dude. What <laughs> the fuck happened? <laughs> so if so last time, episode seven, yeah, we had a lot of pain mm-hmm. that was going on. We had um Rose had two breakups. She got broken yeah. up with with Dimitri. She got broken up with with Lissa. Yeah. After um they went to go see the heretic. And all that stuff happened. Right. So that's what you missed on Glee. That is what you missed. And you might have thought like, damn, that was a really sad episode. Do you know what we could deal with is like some happiness. Well, Uh, that's not what the show is. I got bad news. (laughs) (laughs) So um, (sighs) I would say we got a couple of plots. We got a plot. Yeah. Are the trials. Right. The trials are happening because the queen was like, hey, yo, I want to bring back this old dusty law <laughs> from, right. from hundreds of years ago to really make this election a bit more fun and spicy. Um, so yes. we're going to let the elements choose and let y'all do some trials, which is always yeah. a, a fun thing. We got B-plot, um, Lissa and Christian are getting betrothed. Yeah. Oh, we got yes. C plot of there's there's people like the guardians are trying to uncover who the saboteur is. Right. Like the insider. Right. So Meredith, um, Mason, mm-hmm. Christian, Rose yeah. are all trying to put together all the information and research that they have right. and be like and are essentially playing Clue. Yes. Of like, who, who do who we done think it, it is? <laughs> and then within, what was the other thing that was going on? 
Um, I think that's it. Those are the main plot points. Yeah. Like, those are the main general uh rose and dimitri undercurrents of things that yeah more more focused (laughs) yeah so in the trials we get there's uh tension with rose and dimitri and then there's also we learn this episode tension between fucking tatiana and dimitri too which hello Hello. unexpected but also not surprising because tatiana will do anything for power yeah the trials were actually kind of fun and interesting i i thought it was very smart how they did it um i kind of wish we saw more of the first one because that seemed like a really cool idea of like they were just like standing outside on these pillars and like fighting the elements or whatever and like with withstanding for like it's like an endurance thing i think or like some sort of like resistance training it reminded me of in survivor you know, mm. when they're on that, like, one plank <gasps> and they yes. have to stand for as long as they can? Exactly. Yeah. And I thought when they first showed that at the beginning of the episode, that's how I thought all the trials were going to be, is mm-hmm. that they were just going to be in the background. Right. And we weren't going to see them. And I was like, damn, that's boring. Because, like, right. I want to see them. Mm-hmm. But then they showed us the second and the third one. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So Tatiana ends up winning that first one. Um, yeah. And then we go to And they show two. it like the Pope. They do like the smoke. Yeah. They, out of right, the it's like this has been selected. <laughs> you have won. Um, right. And then we get to the second trial. Which And it's <sighs> this one is a proxy event. It's important to know. Yeah, there's a lot of things happening at once here in this crowded hall. Um Yeah. But it is essentially a boxing. <laughs> like mma fight yeah between two uh like guardians of their choice essentially is is the vibe here um yeah. and guess who it is rose because we saw right before this yeah rose had come up to dimitri and been like hey so you're still training me but we're not talking seems weird right. um yeah. <laughs> there's definitely no problems with this I need to tell you about something that's going on here. And he was like, don't talk to me. And she's like, all right, cool. Um, And Tatiana is there. Mm -hmm. And they're out in the middle of everyone. And they're like screaming at each other about stuff that definitely should not be said in public. About like, um, and it's not like love stuff. It's specifically about like treason and shit like that. Like, yeah, don't say this around people. And Tatiana comes up. (laughs) And Tatiana should not be there. And she's like, oh, sorry, I was just, like, watching you training. Which, like, hello? All right. (laughs) And it makes a lot more sense when we find out that the next trial is a proxy. So Tatiana chose Dimitri. Mm. And we find out that Victor chose this random fucker named James. Right. And right before, I want to say, like, 30 minutes max. Yeah. Rose finds out what this trial is. Who's in it? And she, like, busts through the door of Victor's, like, maybe it's his apartment or something. Yeah. And tells Victor, like, the best way that you're going to win this is if you choose me. And he's like, I already chose James, Rose. Like, stop. We all love James. (laughs) Poor James. She just, like, immediately, like, throws James down. Yeah. It's like, sorry, you thought he was the best? Like, I'm the only person who can take Dimitri down. Yeah. Let me in, coach. Come on. Right, exactly. So, 
fucking fight. Dimitri is... doesn't know who he's no. fighting. He thought he no. was fighting James. Right. And surprise, it's not James. The way that these two, and it's also important to know that all of the like rich families mm-hmm. are watching this fight, kind of like you would with any sort of like boxing, right? It's like all these like fancy fuckers that like watching violence. Right. Yeah. But all of the, so like Mason, Meredith, they're all trying to scope out the families to try to see mm-hmm. who the saboteur is. Right. I think Christian might be there too. So that's yeah. important context to have. Right. <clears throat> they, Before this fight even starts too, we get uh, finally a Meredith and Mia moment. Oh my God. Which is- The tension. Heartbreaking. Because again, we were like, I miss them. Where have they been? Turns out not together. Turns out not really in a great place. Uh, and we thought they were together, but they're right. not. Turns out they're not. Um, because you can tell they're very tense, especially Meredith is very tense around her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's like, you know, I've been around. You could have just, like, called or, like, come over or something, which, woof. Um, and then she's like, I get it, you know, like – if your dad wins and like you're gonna get everything you ever wanted so whatever and that is rough and it sucks because of a lot of things so meredith Mm -hmm. has been busy obviously like healing and recovering yeah and then we can tell that she's been working with mason Right. And trying to gather information about the Strigoi and also has been training Christian. We get this really cool scene with the two of them Mm -hmm. and Lissa, which I'll talk about in a second. But then Mia doesn't know anything about Sonia. Yeah. Which is important information to know. So she has been trying to help Victor, her dad, Mm -hmm. with all of this trial stuff and is really kind of like forced to be in this royal mode when we know something that really bothers her is she doesn't have that status. Right. So she's trying to put on this face of like, I'm going to interact with a lot of these people, but I don't have the status that they do. And that's a really big mm-hmm. deal in this world. Right. So when these two clash with each other in this moment, it's so awkward because Mia is like putting on this front to help her dad. Yeah. And it's not actually how she feels, but Meredith is, like, so hurt by it. Yeah. The other thing that happens before this fight, which is important to know, is Lissa comes in to the, like, tent where Meredith was training Christian. Mm -hmm. And she proposes to Christian. (sighs) And he, like... She, like, walks in and she's like, hey. And Christian, like, doesn't even get to say anything. I think he might say hey. And then she's like, will you marry me? It's so... Uh, uh, And obviously these two, like, love each other. But then she's immediately like, oh, it's just a marriage of convenience. Right. It's not a real thing. And we're like, we know that's not true, Lissa. And, like, it is like she is being forced to do this yes but he even goes after her and is like so what happened to that list of people that you didn't care about yeah and she has a fancy list (laughs) the The list kind of changed (laughs) and And also we find out too that it it does actually work in their favor because they find out that christian does have enough 
um, royal blood to like actually yeah boost things along, which I think they also and like kind of written off beforehand. And in addition to his like sort of status as not the most yes. likable guy this is like seven minutes into the episode these two are happy they're hugging they're cajoling you know nothing's gonna go well it's so fucked so just keep this memory in your hearts (laughs) before this this happens too yeah we've seen uh rose get like drunk at the bar um and she's had flash she's like seen the bartender turn into a stragoy she's like having like flashbacks and shit and so Mason is, like, taking care of her. <laughs> There's, like, a, a scene where he puts a post-it note on her and he's like, yeah. shower, you're embarrassing. Get it <laughs> together. And shows her this research, which is why when they get to the um, fight, he's her, like, handler yeah. or something. <sighs> so the fight is happening but also the the like blood marking because there's like three things that you have to do when you're betrothed or whatever Mm -hmm. and one is this like blood marking ceremony and lissa is struggling she's like she has this thing where she's like crying and she misses rose which sucks so bad and she says something where it's like nowhere in all of my fantasies did i feel this lonely and uh, uh, <laughs> it's rude it's rude i hate it here how dare you so this fight this fight is so we have hot. all the shit going on they come in in the like cloak yeah things mm-hmm. i immediately was like i'm not prepared for whatever I, is gonna happen i can't do this i'm not emotionally prepared or stable enough for this how dare you i'm especially because the fact that dimitri didn't know it was rose right Uh, so when he hears her name oh my god he was literally like fuck dude (laughs) oh man i'm fucked and like he doesn't really fight like Rose starts yeah. kicking the shit out of him. Like, starts oh beating him up. Oh my god. Like, he is fucked up. And they're obviously, like, talking and arguing. And Rose is trying to be like, fucking hit me, dude. Like, if you don't want to, like, be with me or if you don't want to train me, like, at least do your duty and do, like, your what you're supposed to do. Which is, like, not back down. And, like, you know, not flinch or whatever. Like, fucking hit me, bitch. Um... There was a part where he says, maybe you're just that good. And Uh, she's like, bullshit. And the fact that they're having a literal verbal argument while physically fighting. Right. I, here's the thing that's really fucked up. Yeah. When I, (laughs) this to me is on the level of like sexiness as that sex scene in Titanic where like the hand goes down the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like. There's, they're not naked, but there's no. so much tension here. And they're sweating. And they're, <laughs> well, true. But it's like, this is the first time between, I mean, not the first time, but this is like one of the main times in the show where we actually see their character come out. Right. Like, it definitely feels like their actual tension in yeah. the books of like the, the push and pull and like the holding back 
of it all. When he says, there's something, he was like, I don't want to hurt you. And she's like, too late. I <sighs> wanted to fly into the sun. I wanted to, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <sighs> and there was, because he started to like absolutely not fight back. And right. he was like in the corner. And then when he uppercutted her <laughs> across the ring. Yeah. She did like shit, a full dude. 360 flip. It was wild. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and he just like. Before that, I was, like, sitting in, like, a sad little corner, like, pouting and stuff. And just, yeah. like, not doing anything. And she just continues to wail on him. Um, and then she ends up winning the fight, right? Because he's not really fighting back. Um, and they call the winner for Victor. And she just continues to sock him. She's like, you're a fucking pussy. Like, you have no backbone you have no morals like you don't know what you're fucking standing for like you're full of shit whatever um meanwhile there's like an audience of as you said before hundreds of people all like royal people and rose is just wailing on his face and everything well the thing is over and she's just like kicking his ass and he's bleeding it's awful and they're all just like is this part of it rose I think in this show so far yeah. is when she was fighting, she was like absolutely punching the shit out of him. Yeah. And she kept saying fight back. Mm-hmm. And she's like near tears at this point and he's not doing anything. Yeah. And there's a part where I think once they call it, there's, you can see it in her. She like snaps out of it mm-hmm. and realizes where she is, how many people are watching her mm-hmm. and that she just literally won but she just lost this relationship yeah. and is like being humiliated. And <sighs> that at its core is so Rose of like, yeah. no matter what I do, I'm still alone. And that made me want to die. Yeah, that is uh, hard to watch and internalize. <sighs> it's... It's so realizing for her that, like, he was not – because it's not just, like, fighting back physically, but he wasn't going to fight for her mm-hmm. in front of all of these people. It was so yeah. fucky to watch. I hate it here. So we don't get Eddie in this episode again, which pisses me off. What the fuck is but going on? But we did <laughs> get Jesse. We did. Yes. And I – Prior to the fight, Christian, and I think everyone, was under the impression that, like, Jesse, and specifically his dad, was the saboteur. Yeah. Because right before the fight, Christian finds Jesse. And Jesse has, like, all these fucking suitcases. I don't know where he went. But he, like, confronted Jesse. Yeah. And was like, why are you, why are you working with my fam, like, my parents? What is, what's up with you? Right. So that's important to keep in mind. Um, but after this, like physically taxing and also emotionally taxing fight, Mm. Mason walks out of the fight with Rose and is like, you're a fucking mess, Rose. (laughs) You can't stop. Like, you can't just keep ignoring Lissa and not talking about it to anyone. Right. So I've just sprung Lissa on you. Mm-hmm. And you two need to work your shit out. Yeah. Which I love. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Mason, for finally stepping up. Yeah. Finally, you have a character now. We love to see it. Yeah. Um, this whole memory walk thing felt very... This feels like something they would have in, like, uh, Pan Am. 
yeah. very like in the capital. Um, but it did confirm for them that it was Christian's parents. Mm-hmm. Even though it felt weird watching this because in the books, Rose had seen this all the time in Lissa's nightmares. Ugh, yeah. So she was like, you know, it was obviously still uncomfortable, but she wasn't really phased by it. And so it was weird seeing it in the show because they were like, damn, I'd never seen this before. Right. How did you feel about the third trial and the dehydrated blood? Ugh. So this third <laughs> trial was wild because it was it was a mental challenge. Yeah. Um, and essentially it was like, hey, take this dehydrated blood that's going to like cause you to like hallucinate, I guess. Um, right. And come back to answer this question of like what what makes a good leader uh, right. essentially so they're just kind of giving like a little campaign speech here um and the way they did this i thought was really interesting because it seems like uh victor so they both take it at the same time and victor has this memory of uh you know his daughters and you know like family stuff and being very like you know loving and understanding of like Sonia and like her differences in comparison to Mia and all these things. Um, yes. And he like, so that's like a big thing. And he like snaps out of it and it's like, here's my answer. It's like, you know, you, you can't, you can't expect, you can't have one single thing. It's like all about, you know, all these different kinds of understanding of people and adapting to the situation, whatever, whatever. Um, and Tatiana doesn't so i thought they were gonna like listen to both answers but he just automatically wins so i was like wait <laughs> is that that was just it okay cool because yeah, i think still the, like maybe the smoke decided i don't know right i guess they the smoke heard it and they were like yep for sure you won baby because uh, tatiana is still like in the other room or like under the trying to at least get under the influence of this like, weird blood thing going on um, and we don't even see it we don't see no. what she saw. We don't see what she saw. We don't, like, hear anything from her. It's just, like, boom, it's Victor. And we're like, oh, okay. I mean, cool. But, like, what? Um, yeah. I don't know. It was very interesting. Yeah. It is also important to remember that, like, this hurts him so much. And he's been lying to his husband and Mia this whole time about yeah. where Sonya is. Right. She's, like, at a hotel or something. Like, she's out traveling. Mm. And Tatiana's obviously pissed that she lost. Right. And sees Dimitri, like, in a hallway later on. And he's... At, he tells her that he wants to be reassigned. Because he should not... As soon as he realized it was Rose in the fight, he shouldn't have continued. Right. And then... Um, like almost immediately after that, they we see them like in a room, just swapping spit. Yeah, right. So it's like, what <laughs> is going on? Hello. And they had had they had had some interesting tension earlier in the episode, um, where Tatiana and Dimitri were both in the church. Yeah. And she had been like, you know, I heard this thing about you where after your charge died, you would stay at the altar for three days unwavering. Ugh. Which I don't think we'd heard that in the book. Right. He's far more religious in the show than he is in the book, but. Yeah, completely. That's fine. Um, and which gave 
some very interesting vibes, the two of them. But it was just very, like, charged. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, damn, they're just, like, making out. <laughs> like, oh, it's, like, horny now. Okay. Especially, yeah. like, after that conversation when she was like, oh, of course you couldn't let her win. You're, like, in love with her or whatever. Like, she's mm-hmm. she means too much to you. And then just, like, go to makeout town. It's like, oh, okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <sighs> it was very wild. I was not expecting that. Yeah. It. So the end of this episode sucks. Speaking of wild. <laughs> um, Rose broke up with Lissa this time. Yeah. Which hurts. I hate it. I don't. Okay. Can y'all just stop? Can we all just like talk it out? You know, all of these. All these things maybe could be avoided if we stopped just running away from the problem. Yeah, if y'all just, like, work together for once. Yeah, because you guys are very important to each other, but whatever. How did you feel about um, the the saboteur being Christian's feeder? Or at least implied? Uh, Right, at least implied. Yeah, um, I thought that was interesting. I'm curious what they're doing with christian in general with like the whole family yeah. and the saboteur thing um because it feels like we're building to something but we only have like two episodes left so i'm kind of right. interested in like what the trajectory is here but that that is very suspicious it is very like mm, interesting especially like when all these fingers were pointed at different directions and he was like oh shit the call's coming from inside the house uh-oh right <laughs> um that fucking sucks <laughs> um uh, Especially when it's, like, his parents have been gone for so long, and this fear yeah. has become, like, a parental figure to him. Totally, yeah. And it's, Ugh. like, Christian just can't catch a win. Yeah, this episode is, as everyone can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> right. is, we're in struggle the, city right now. This ends, not ends, because the end of this episode gets really fucked up, but, like, yeah. Lissa breaks up with Christian again and they they are betrothed like they did the the last bit of the betrothal thing is like announcing it um in public and that's what they did at the fight is like they like walked in and everyone saw yeah so they're engaged and they go to the um greenhouse and she's like so now I know that it was your parents that killed me Right. Uh, or my family <laughs> and right. like almost Uh-oh. me um and she's very clear to him of like your parents are not you yeah however uh i feel like being with you would only make me think about the past and i want to think about the future which yeah. fucking sucks <sighs> because i yeah. love them so much right. and oh. he's he says something too where he was like we never stood a chance, did we? And I was like, damn it. How dare you throw that line? <sighs> How dare you? Doomed lovers. I hate it here. I hate it, but also I love it so right. much. It is delicious, but I it, just want I need them it. to kiss and be happy. I just want <sighs> them to be happy. I love them. I love them so much. Um, what I don't love is at the end of this, when Dude. Rose presumably is settling for mason yeah Mm-mm. enough enough we are not we have not built up mason enough to care about him like this. no okay like mason especially not great. Like shit dad right so like listen i get that he's like around and he's there but that is not what rose needs or wants and i'm sick Mm-mm. of this lie 
I'm sick of this false narrative. I don't like it. Um, can we talk about Victor being crowned king? Dude, this, I was <laughs> screaming at this part of the Same. episode. I was hooting, hollering, covering my eyes. Very scared. Um, I so, I fully didn't know what to expect because this doesn't no. happen in the book. So I no. didn't know where this was going. God. So they're like, hell yeah, Victor, you're king. Let's go. Um, and Tatiana's there. And they're like, oh, it's customary to do a, you know, concession speech and like give a gift uh, to the winner um, as like a sign of respect. Um, and Tatiana and Tatiana this whole time has been obviously very interesting to us um but after she didn't win i was like what's her end game now right because we never knew what her end end game was to begin with but like besides now getting into this politics game but like what exactly what side is she gonna play and like what is her her motive for for this bit of this right and so that changes things when she doesn't win um and it's like what is where does that leave her turns out fucking leads her with the most wild fucking scene i've ever seen and that she's like listen yes it's and very still having the upper hand absolutely because she's like yes it would be customary to do a concession speech <laughs> but this is an unusual situation and i don't think this is worthy of a concession speech or a gift really um because how could the elements even decide such like a fraudulent election and a fraudulent candidate <sighs> Um, who is ill, very sick, cannot, is not fit to rule, and also let this happen. And she fucking turns around to the boxing ring, un- unveils a huge glass box from a big sheet. And like the U fu- box, almost. Right, exactly. Like a huge, the huge box from U. And inside, it's fucking Sonia as a strigoi. Like rabid, too. Rabid, feral. Absolutely, like, ready to kill. Trying to break the box. Yeah, and I, I had to take a lap. I, had it to is walk around because my mind was fritzing. I could not and then, handle this. Obviously, like the episode ends from here, but it's so important to note right. that Victor in this show is like black, dark, and like dark skinned. Yes. He goes. Fully at, like, white. We also see Mia and her dad just at, like, fully broken at this. Because they think Sonia alive, well, not Strigoi, in a hotel somewhere. Yeah. And everyone, because we have all of these royal families around, are not even horrified, like, disgusted. And it is... Just, I don't like Tatiana. I love her character. She is nasty and will do everything to keep the upper hand. And I think that that makes this so fun to watch. Yeah. But it is also wild that she is supposed to be like a side character. And she, for me, is more fascinating in the show than any of our mains. Right. I loved the ending of this, though. <laughs> I know. It's truly, I was, like, shocked, appalled, delighted. Because, like, what the fuck do we do now? Yeah, what? where do we go? Because what the fuck she's just is gonna happen? ripped this apart. Right. I love it. I love it. 
And now we have two episodes from now. We have the penultimate, which is next time, and then yeah. the finale. And we still don't know if this is being picked up yeah. for another season. <sighs> what the fuck? Uh, <sighs> God. I am so glad that I did not watch all of this at one time. Yeah. This has been so good it's, to like do it day by day, you know. I agree. Or week by week, whatever. We have some great patrons. Do you want to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh, thank you to Kylie Minty. Beep, beep, beep. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh, thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Mulch. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Ooh. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Katya Cart. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Ooh. Thank you to Vivian Yuli. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ow. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Thank you to Danielle Burke. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, your mom, <laughs> our mom, Kelly Beck. Mom. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Thank you to Lara Forty. Thank you to Dan Zeklos. Ooh. Thank you to Maria Swan. Ow. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh. Thank you to Emily Ozera. Ow, ow. Thank you to Jaylene Ivishkov. Ooh. And last, but certainly not least, and new to the family, thank Ooh. you to Ashlyn Vogel. Ashlyn, welcome. Welcome. Wow, 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 wow. Ow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fan fiction that I found just for you. It is by the author Honey and I. Oh. And it is titled, Home is Where She Is. Oh, it's going to be summary, sad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the summary is, Meredith and Mia are married. Oh. Meredith has been away on a top secret guardian mission for three months and is finally returning home. But it is the middle of the day, so Mia is asleep and Meredith has to wake up her wife. This does not have any chapters, so I'm just... Raw dogging it. Damn. <laughs> Meredith expected to see drowsy eyes searching for answers, quickly followed by a gorgeously husky voice demanding those answers. Instead, Mia kept her eyes closed and lethargically settled her head on Meredith's shoulder and wrapped her body around the rest of Meredith. Gotta say, Meredith said with a disbelieving laugh, I was expecting a more enthusiastic welcome home. She tried to crane her neck to get a look at Mia's face. I'd jump out of this bed if you were really here, Mia sleepily mumbled into her wife's shoulder, absentmindedly pulling her body closer. Meredith's heart dropped at the statement. She wondered how many times Mia dreamt about her coming home since they'd been apart. I am really here, my love, Meredith tried to reassure her by cradling Mia's head and dropping a kiss to her forehead. I promise. 
Mm, you always say that, Mia responded, as if she didn't even consider Meredith's words. Ever the strategist, Meredith swiftly decided on a solution. Ow! Mia screamed as she flew up to sit and stared daggers at the person who had just pinched her hard on the shoulder. Mia's mouth was still hanging open and brows furrowed as Meredith nonchalantly asked, do I always do that? And scene. <sighs> you ever just, you ever just, just I, think about I hate it here. how many times they're gonna be in love? <laughs> Sometimes I do. I hate it, but also I love it. And if they, we have two episodes. If they are not together and happy, I will riot. I'm going to cause a scene. (laughs) I'm going to be a nuisance. (laughs) I'm going to do what my white woman ancestors have done and get real angry. Yeah. I'm going to speak to the manager. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because they deserve nothing but health and happiness and love. God damn it. Yeah. Anyways, that's what you all deserve. Um, Take care of yourselves. Tell your friends about the show. um, Because next week is episode 300. No big deal. No big squeal. Um, (laughs) No big squeal. Um, (laughs) And hey, uh, if you play Pokemon or watch Gone Girl or do them at the same time, let us know. Yeah. Join join our happy things this week. Come on. The water's Come on fine. in, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, take care of yourselves, and as we say here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit and get whipped. Ooh, ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.